Hi, and welcome to the 11th episode of Breaking Free Podcast, a body-mind-spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Seitz. I'm excited to be back with you today and talking to you about such an important topic, such a central topic to the healing process and how to get there. Um, I do think that for many of you, even probably opening this podcast today, you're thinking, sure, people tell me all the time that I just need to forgive. And what I'm going to try to tell you today is, while that is a step in the process, it's not often the first step. And I think that's the problem that most of us face is that we don't actually recognize the steps that are prior to really stepping into forgiveness that are necessary. And doing trauma work with people who have had deep violations, this is a healing art that I've been studying deeply and um, you know, learning also in my own life about. I have kind of put myself out there kind of uh, as a... I guess it's an intention I set with my higher power as a guinea pig, if you will. <laughs> I think that was kind of my purpose. Like, I'll go ahead and experience some of these things, certainly not at the deep, the deep, deep level that my clients have, but so that I can be, I can learn about it and then I can share that learning with others. And so this is something I've learned personally. I've, I've actually taken these steps myself and I'm, I'm kind of testifying of something that I know personally today as well as professionally. So I hope you'll hear that. I've also been thinking about the power of collective. So you, all of us in this community, we're a collective. And there are quite a few of you that have sent me messages recently just talking about how this is helping you or different things that are helping you. I want you to know I get those messages. I think about them. I'm thinking about you. I'm prayerful about you and what it is that you may need in order to be able to you know, move forward in your healing process. And this is just something that came to me this morning. I woke up. I usually do about 10 minutes of meditation prayer in the morning and the phrase, the healing power of forgiveness just kept coming to me. And I don't know if if you're like me, but when my higher power is trying to teach me something, it just circles in front of me over and over again until finally my dense brain can go, I got it. I got what you're trying to say. I had work with clients this week in relationship. I, I have a learning group I'm with that we talked about this last week. So it's really been in front of me and I'm excited to share this with you why it's so fresh and while the miracle of this process is just, I've just seen it. It's been just in front of me this week. So I'm wanting to share with you what I learned. All right. First of all, let's talk about how, what gets in the way. I think before we can figure out how to get to forgiveness, we have to figure out what gets in the way. And I think what happens is that many people think that you have to step into forgiveness as the first step. You know, someone will come to you and say, oh, you've been hurt by that person deeply or hurt by that last, that painful experience deeply. You just need to forgive. And I don't think it's that we don't want to forgive, but we just don't know how to, right? There's just so much there. It's such a big mountain that we don't know how to get around it. And the first step to forgiveness, the first principle that I've learned is it's acceptance, okay? You have to and it's kind of own your, your painful story, right? You have to have the courage to own your pain and really step into it and look around and see what's there in order to forgive, right? If you can't arrive at a place, you cannot leave it. I think I've said that to you before, but I'll say it again. We have to arrive and see what is there. We, we have a society of people who, it's like symptom management, right? We don't want to really arrive or understand. Now, when I say arrive at a place, I don't mean wallow around in it, swimming around in it for years. I don't think that's necessary, but I think that there's, depending on the depth of the wound, there may take some time processing I've tried to sometimes go, okay, yeah, great. So we did that and try to move that process along too fast. And that's one of the things I've learned even really working with clients is that 
everybody has their time for healing. Everybody has their perfect timing and what they need to do in order to process something and be ready to let it go. And that's just not something that can necessarily be rushed for them. Um, They can move through it probably quicker than they know, especially if they set the intention to, but they still do have to go through that line upon line process. And so I would like to kind of set that process out in front of you. Again, like I said, the first process is acceptance. Um, You know, each of us has a painful story or there wouldn't be a wound, right? And it's the story that we attach to the event that makes it good or bad, right? I want to give you an example of this. So if I were walking along a beach and a huge wave came and hit me, right? It depends on the story I make. That's actually happened to me before, right? So, and I've actually heard people have kind of horrific stories about those types of things too. So if I'm walking along a beach and this wave hits me and, you know, maybe it even knocks me down and scares me a little bit. I'm like, man, that was really cool. That wave hit me. And I'm like laughing and I, it's kind of like a playful experience with this wave and I interpret it as playful, then it won't be a traumatic experience for me. But if this wave hits me and I get, I have fear and it breaks up fear in me and a sense of insecurity and lack of safety. And maybe I feel like I was going to, I have a story that I was almost pulled in the ocean. I almost died, right? Then that will be a terrifying experience to me, maybe even traumatic. Again, the exact same experience, but depending on how we interpreted it is what makes it traumatic or not. Now, of course, some experiences, I think all of us would would agree are traumatic, right? It's it's hard to make, you know, abuse of of the types of abuse that are out there, something that isn't, you know, that's a playful experience, right? So people have experiences that have deep need to be processed. But again, it's still the story that we tell ourselves in relation to that, that makes it um, something whether we can move past it or not. So enter this kind of law of opposition, I call it, or this, this continuum. I want you to think about this with me. Some of you may be visual, okay? So we have a, line, a strand, and on that strand, and this is kind of quantum physics I'm bringing in, but I'm hoping you can follow me. But on the same strand, we have maybe joy on one side, right? We have maybe pain on the other side. They're literally the same vibration. They're on the same strand. They're just opposites of each other, right? So the extent to which we honestly, that we have felt pain or whatnot in our life is also kind of the the greatness of our joy, right? We wouldn't know the difference otherwise, right? So we have these these opposites in our lives. We have these experiences. And so sometimes because the pain was so great, we're just really focused on that pain. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're focusing on. But really right there on the other side of that strand is joy. It's right there for us if we could but turn to and receive it. Now that may seem very simplistic, Remember, guys, I specialize in trauma. I know it's not. But I want you to just kind of hear me and follow me for a moment because this is this is the key to unlocking your experience and to really moving out of it. So you kind of have to ask yourself, as you think about your painful story, and this is often a question I ask my clients, you know, was there any wisdom learning gift in this experience, right? I want you to think about like your painful experience, kind of like a big boulder in front of you. Right? So you've got this big boulder in front of you, and right on the other side of the boulder maybe is wisdom, learning, um, resiliency, right? Other things that come of these painful experiences. But while you're staring at that boulder, it just it feels immovable, right? It's just impassable. But I want you to just acknowledge for a moment that right on the other side of that boulder is is the opposite of that experience, right? Is the is the learning and the growth that could come of it. I don't believe that 
bad things always are intentionally happening to us, right? Just just so we, we can learn. I think people make choices, and I really believe that they people make choices and we're injured by their choices. But what I know is that our higher power can make good on those experiences. Like those things can be turned. Really, all religions talk about this. They can even be turned towards bitterness, self-loathing, uh, you know, kind of a shutting down or an expansion, a growth, um, an opening up, and that's we have to we have to remove the bitterness of the experience right to be able to get to the other side so what i would like you to do i know it's easy for you in your painful story and everybody has one so just think of yours for a moment it's really easy to find the things that the losses right the things that were taken from you the way that you you know the things you didn't get you know that that part of the story but what i'd like you to do is just look right on the other side of that strand for a minute and see and often it's just the very opposite of that what was the gift in that what was the learning in that? What was the wisdom in that? Was there any of that, right? And, and you, this might be where you're at, and this is where you stop today in this podcast, and that's okay. But I want you to think about that. Is there anything in it? You know, often for my clients that have had, you know, deeply um, wounding early childhood experiences, they grow up to seek to be a better parent, to love and to give attention, maybe in the ways that they weren't given attention. So that's the gift for them. Right? That understanding of the opposite, that that wasn't joyful. Maybe that that's the kind of gift that you're receiving. You know, you know from painful experience what is truth, right? What is good, what is uh, balance, and what's out of balance, right? Because of the experience. So as you can step into that, right, you can kind of own that. You can kind of look to see that there was some sense to this. It really helps you start moving forward in your story. But what I want you to know is that there literally is, in time and space, a wounded child. So we're going we're gonna to go through steps. I'm going to start with step one, just so you can kind of hear this in steps. So step one is to stop running from your wound. You know, this comes in many forms, like addictions, blaming, persecuting others, seeking false sources to meet unmet needs. Letting go requires us to stop and mindfully acknowledge our wounds with self-compassion. So this is the step we're going to be talking about next, is that self-compassion work. I call this inner child work. Maybe you've heard of it. It's just a way of kind of um, compartmentalizing and working with the wound, right? Your wounds, I do neurolinguistic processing, really is a memory. And in that memory, imagine it like a package in your brain. There's emotions and beliefs stored with that memory. Um, that's that's what we can learn and that we don't you know, get hurt the same way. The problem is, is that memory was stored at the time. So let's say you were hurt at age five. You were, it's stored with the learning and the emotions of a five-year-old. Have you ever been wounded or have you ever had the wound replay in the current time? Maybe something kind of triggers it and it feels like that old experience and you feel kind of young. I often ask my clients, how old do you feel? And sometimes if they're intuitive enough, they'll be like, I feel like a child. I feel like I'm about five. And I say, yeah, because that memory, that emotion's about five. And so the learning's about five. So think about all the learning you've had since then. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not five, right? And yet you're still operating out of a belief that was formed at age five, right? You're still operating out of emotions, immature, uh, valid, but immature emotions from age five. So what we really want to do is return to that experience. Now, we can't do that if we keep running from it, right? So you know, these wounds need to be addressed. So I call this emotional hijacking, right? We, you can experience emotional hijacking in your body uh, as pain in your body. It's maybe your flight or fight response. A lot of people literally just have no memory 
it's like it's there's like a hole there's nothing there um they also reenact it so maybe you're you're fighting you're having a lot of a contention with your spouse or your children and you're not even sure why you're so upset by these events like yeah okay they they're they're hurt they're not meeting your needs or things aren't going the way you would like but you're so so upset i promise you if you take a step back it's probably the child driving the bus so to speak like your wounded child is running your life guys ruling your life and you're out of alignment and you're out of balance so what you really need to do is stop and accept the pain of this child all right so the step one stop running from and turn with compassion towards the wound right you're gonna and step two is you're going to start processing this right so you're going to get ready to forgive but before you can forgive you got to know what you're forgiving right so you're going to hear that child i often say to my my hurt self i did this actually this week all right i kind of call her little girl hey little girl you know what do you need what's going on for you you know what happened to you how are you not feeling safe protected validated loved right what what's what is the thing that you're in need of and often sometimes i can figure out where it came in my life it's not always necessary but if i can figure out what is the unmet need ruling that i can take steps to meet that need to calm that child with a professional or even maybe just a empathic friend, sometimes you can actually really process these memories, right? You go back. I do this work with people. I go back and we we visit that memory. We hear that child out. We, It's all t- before us. We can actually give that child what it needs and unburden the wound and then help that child um, replace old beliefs. Maybe the belief was it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to be emotional. Um, it's not okay to have needs. These are often... Uh, beliefs that pop up went with wounded children, we can actually remove those beliefs. There's processes to do that and replace them with true beliefs, which is everyone has emotions. Healthy people cry, and um, we can find safety uh, to express ourselves and be ourselves. Even if that safety is within ourselves, we can give that. So once we've done that, once we've heard the wound, we that hijacking can stop, right? Because you live in a self-healing body. Those wounds are coming forward. They're trying to show you what's there. You might be wondering, why does this stuff keep re-popping up, re-popping up? Well, because it's trying to be released. Imagine it like stuck energy in your body, literally in your body. Some of you have these blockages in your bodies, and it's trying to come out and be and go forward and be removed because it's foreign to you. If there's pain and heavy emotion there, it's foreign to your body. Your body's not wanting to keep it. Your body's wanting to be in a peaceful, joyful state, right? So it's trying to let go of these things, heal these things. The best thing you can do is stop and accept and explore. You can do that, again, with a safe, empathic person, uh, journaling, with a a therapist, particularly maybe someone who has some experience in trauma, uh, because it's important that it's actually processing and not just rumination. Sometimes we're just ruminating. Remember, we're seeking to understand and heal, uh, not to just spin around over the same story over and over and reinforcing that the belief that you know i'm stuck and i can't move forward okay so then we're going to also move on to um, something else which is really really important is forgiveness okay so our story once that story is processed the emotions around it are finally released you're ready to forgive this is a choice each of us can make or not make you're not forced to make it it takes sometimes people years to choose the courageous choice of forgiveness because um, they're afraid. Right? If I forgive, maybe I'll be injured again. Let me come to tell you that that is not actually how it works. Um, you're not 
injured again because you forgive. Actually, what happens is that the tools to be fully safe now to move on actually come to you. Um, this is a choice you chose. That. So I invite you to choose providence. Pick a line in the sand and declare that the experience is now past, which means that it's complete or whole. I love the term perfect. As a recovering perfectionist, I often think about the meaning of this term. If you look at it in its early form, it means complete, right? So if experience is in the past, once it's processed, because that's where it needs to go in order to be integrated into our memory, it's now complete. It's whole. It's done. It's not complete until it's processed, until it's acknowledged. But once that's happened, it's now complete. It's perfect. It can't be added to or taken from. And so you can kind of look at your past and go, you know, I'm done with that. It's complete. It's perfect. I can now be in the present and move forward. Imagine a cord, a cord between you and the person or early experience situation that harmed you. There's like a cord, right? Oftentimes people say, oh, well, I, I, just, I just, just don't deal with that person anymore or I've cut them off or, you know, I, I, um, you know I'll just never be able to forgive them, but that's okay because I'm just not going to deal with it. And the problem is, is that there's, imagine there is like an emotional cord between you and that experience until you release it. The only thing that really heals here, guys, is love. <laughs> so love doesn't mean, hey, be my best friend, hang out with me, right? Sometimes people that have hurt us are not to be in our circle, right? They're toxic to us, but we have to let go and forgive uh, the experience, the person, ourselves, and sometimes I hire a power, and we'll talk about that in a minute, in order to really release those cords to love. So when we do this, it breaks the cycle of reenactment of that trauma in our present life. So if you don't let go of that past experience, maybe as a child you were invalidated and not heard, I promise you somewhere in your present life you're either invalidating and not hearing other people, maybe blocking that for yourself, or, or angry at others because they're not giving that to you, right? And then, of course, when we do that, people push away and they confirm our truth, right? We're, we're anxiously approaching them and angry with them that our needs are not being met. Maybe like that hungry, that like needy child. And they're looking at us going, but you're an adult. You know, can't you meet some of these needs for yourself or be more self-responsible? And you're like, no, I can't because I didn't get those needs met, right? So you're doing that with them. And then, again, they, they respond probably by withdrawing from you. And then that confirms your truth that nobody's there for me. I can't ever get my needs met. And you can imagine around and around the trauma goes, okay? So I'm putting this out to you. As you forgive that past experience, right, you look at that experience and go, okay, it happened to me. Uh, child, this is what happened to you. I understand you. I hear you. You make sense to me. These are the things that you need, and it's okay that you need them. And you take steps to meet those needs. You can kind of unwind that process. You can even, if you're very visual, I've done this with people, kind of imagine taking that cord gently away from you that's connected to that hurt experience and just returning it to that person. Say, you know, I, I've learned what I need to learn here. I've, I've taken the wisdom now and I'm done with this experience. I, I ask you not to cut them because when you cut it, it's kind of usually in anger and it just keeps kind of keeps it going. It isn't fully healed. So just kind of return it. Sometimes I return the cord to my higher power and say, I can't deal with this, but I'm done with this for now. I'm going to let you deal with this because that's the best thing I can do. But I, I certainly am over... Uh, ruminating and mulling over the situation. It's not anything that I can solve, and I, I leave it to my higher power to solve it. So there's four types of forgiveness. I just want to go over those real quick with you. There's the circumstance, the person, yourself, and your higher power. I find that the hardest one is forgiving ourselves, so that's why I bring this up to you, especially when our sense of self was so injured in the traumatic event. 
it's often key, but, but the most difficult for myself, I was, it was the most difficult for me kind of forgiveness to do. And also I would say for my clients, um, a really cool, powerful tool that I'd like to give you today on this is comes from the Hawaiian tradition. I had the opportunity to go to um, Hawaii for spring break this last year. And I think I really like, I think things show up in my life for a reason, but, and um, I think it's the Waialea Falls hike. You hike along a traditional Hawaiian community and on the side there, there was, there was a, they had a sign and I just sat there staring at it. It was called the healing house. Now I'm familiar with Hawaiian traditions around healing just because again, I'm a guru about healing. And so the Hawaiians approached healing as a body, mind, spirit approach, which I love. And, and they also understood this concept of higher power, um, and they healed in communities. I mean, they healed with food. They healed with tra- medicine to traditional, also using herbs. But they also did healing in relationships. They really believed that it was important to do relational healing. And they had this opono, 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 I'm saying it wrong, um, healing tradition prayer. And what it means is to make things right, right? So this ritual of opono, ono was to make things right. Or their type of counseling was with aid of the higher power to cleanse the mind and the heart of negative thoughts and emotions. This is kind of like forgiveness in action, right? So this is used actually today all over the world. I've actually done this technique with clients and I love it. So I'm going to share it with you. There are some steps to it. So the first step is, and and you, you just imagine having a conversation. And I think it's best to have this conversation quite frankly with the person not there. Um, you can do it in person. I've done it with clients in person, but you need to be sure that they're open to receiving that, right? So it's not going to be blocked. What I find is that um, it's often more for you and then kind of energetically, like they either pick it up or they don't, but um, you know, it's kind of like a prayer, right? You put it out there and if they're ready and open, they'll receive it. And if not, you know, they won't, but I'm, it, the steps are this, I'm sorry for, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Let me say that one more time. I'm sorry for, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Now, let me give you two examples of this. One would be towards the person that's injured you or the circumstance. You know, I'm sorry that I'm sorry for holding resentment towards you about this for so long and not understanding uh, your pain and your situation and that you come from someone. This is something that I do. Please forgive me for um, not being able to step away from this and let this go sooner. Uh, this has hurt me tremendously, and I just wasn't able to let it go until now, until I was able to make sense of it. Thank you for teaching me greater compassion and understanding about who I am and where healing comes from and, and how I can be um, my true and best self and move away from this experience because of what this experience taught me. And I love you as my brother. I love you as my sister in God, you know, and I I, I hope that you find healing and and forgiveness for your part of this, you know, this, this situation. So sometimes it's something like that, right? Maybe towards that person. I think guys, it's the most powerful when it's toward yourself to start. So let me go with that one. Cause that's the one that that's actually, I'm sorry for, imagine having a conversation with yourself. I'm sorry for accusing you and telling you that you're worthless or that you were deservant of this experience. I'm sorry for constantly shaming you and pointing out to your weaknesses on a daily basis so that you would maybe not get hurt again in the same way. Please forgive me for not knowing who you really are and that you are stronger than this and that you are have more worth than this and that that's not who you are and that you were powerless in this situation and you didn't choose it. It, it, it did happen to you. 
um, thank you for being patient with me and always reminding me and, and, and allowing me to grow and, and trying to help me through this process. And I love you. I love you for always, for being the best part of me, for being the part of me that, um, you know, knows my, my higher power and is constantly reminding me that there's greater potential here. Something like that. <laughs> That's just mine for you. Um, I want you, the step three is this. So we got step one, right? Kind of acknowledging what happened to us, doing the inner child work. Step two is forgiveness. And step three is choosing the new pathway forgiveness. While your heart and mind, your heart may choose this new pathway, it needs reinforcing. And it's really easy to return to the old mechanisms of blame, shame, numbing, right? That we talked about. The emotions may come up sometime, you know, throughout the process after, right? That is normal that they would return. Your body, your mind, and your, you know, your mind and your body sometimes take a little time to catch up. But what you can do is just keep returning to that experience with love and, and just keep returning to like, I chose this, I chose to forgive. Act in the way of forgiveness, you know? Um, I didn't get to share it with you today, but one of the most powerful stories of forgiveness, if you want to study it on your own, is in about 2006, uh, there was a shooting in an Amish community. And the way that the Amish people chose forgiveness and they chose to serve the family of the person that injured their their, their beautiful young girls was amazing. Um, I want you to know that forgiveness doesn't always happen immediately like it did in that situation. I think those people were very practiced in the art of forgiveness, but it does come. And I can imagine that even as they were choosing forgiveness, it wasn't easy for them. There was parts of them that were still coming to terms with their own pain and grief, but they kept choosing it and choosing to serve and give and do in the way of someone that is forgiving. And that did bring that great healing to that community and also the world as we watched it. I want to end um, from a quote by Dr. Sidney Simon that I've really liked. He's a recognized authority in, in values realization and he gives the definition of forgiveness as this. Forgiveness is freeing up and putting to better use energy that was once consumed by holding grudges, harboring resentments, and, nur and nursing healing wounds. It is rediscovering strengths we had always had and relocating our limitless capacity to understand and accept other people and ourselves. Because it really is love that sets us free and truth. Um, you need to own the truth, right, of yourself, your emotions, your beliefs, your experiences. Seek to you know, replace those beliefs with actual truth and then move forward in that new truth, right? The truth is, is that you are worthy. You are enough. The truth is, is that there is enough forgiveness to go around. The truth is that the people that injured you were probably injured themselves and they're just reenacting their trauma as well. And we can stop the, the process of reenactment by turning to our wounded child, allowing that wounded child to be heard, get what it needs, turning that wounded child over to our higher power to be healed. What's beautiful about forgiveness that I didn't get it to go into in this podcast, but I'm inviting you is that really it is a miracle. You know, it's a miracle that somewhere in that process of you making those choices comes to you. I, I, I find that there's finally a point where I, I, I make that intention. I set those and then, and that just forgiveness comes. There's just a change in my heart. There's a change in my beliefs. There's a, there's a release of those emotions and that's nothing short of miraculous. Uh, but when that comes, you're a new person. You can, forward face in your life and your past can be complete and you can put those energies to your purpose and your passion something that's far greater than your wounded self and I promise you that wounded self that past wounded self it's double to your strength 
those places where you heal, just like when the body heals, it, it becomes stronger. You are a better person when you have healed wounds. There is strength in that healing. There's compassion in it for others. Um, it can be for your good. And this is my message today to you. I know it's a powerful one. I know it's one that you might need to process for a little while. Take time to do it. Journal about it. Pray over it. There's something in your life that's in the way of your abundance. You're meant to live in love and to be able to receive and give it freely. If you're not able to do that, perhaps there's a wound. There's a wounded child that needs attention. Maybe there's some forgiveness work that needs to be done. And I know that you can do it. I, I give you, I've done it. It's courageously done, but I promise you that it's something that is worth the doing. Um, and on the other side of that boulder is a beautiful life for you. Uh, I look forward to the next podcast and the next time I can be with you. And that's my message for today. We'll talk to you soon.